Good morning, friends. Um, speaking again today from my home base. Um, continuing a discipleship series I started about three weeks ago at First Lutheran Church in Texarkana, where I spoke about something more and where it begins with a desire for something more and a hope for something more. Uh, I talked about how we all have a built-in thirst for that, and when that thirst is directed towards a life-giving relationship with God, and when you long for him like a deer lost in the desert longs for a drink of fresh water, then you'll be satisfied. As Jesus said in Matthew 5.3, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So the something more life begins with an attitude of expectation. Last week we talked about a climate change, replacing all the negative noise in your life with kind of a surround sound wall of faith, because as Paul said in Romans 10.17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Therefore we need to make sure that we are hearing and seeing and watching and, and absorbing uplifting, faith-focused, growth-oriented content day in and day out. Today, as we continue this idea of climate change and talk to you about the words you speak, the impact that they have on your life and how you can use them in the best possible way, the title I've chosen is Speak Up, But What and How? But Jesus said, I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Can you imagine that? Every careless word, he says. And then he says, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Jesus is saying that the words you speak carry a tremendous amount of weight, and this is not just about how your words make other people feel. It's also about the impact that your words have on your own life. So let's talk about how to use the words you speak to create a culture of increase, a climate of spiritual growth. To begin this process, you need to get in the habit of listening to what you say and how you say it. I once heard a pastor telling a story about calling his wife, and this was before voicemail, and she picked up the phone just as the answering machine answered the call, so their conversation was recorded. Later that night when he got home and was going through his messages, he heard the conversation, and he could not believe the tone of irritation he had taken with his wife especially since he wasn't even irritated. Now, why would he be so short with her? Well, it was a habit he picked up without cause or justification and never realized it because he didn't pay that much attention to his way with words. <clears throat> the recorded conversation was an eye-opener, and from then on he said he made it a point to speak more tenderly to his wife. When you get in the habit of speaking carelessly to others and harshly to others and negatively to others, it not only impact or affects your relationship with the other person, it affects the overall environment of your spiritual life. So today I'm challenging you to join me in getting into the habit of listening to what you say and how you say it. And there are two really good reasons you should do this. Reason number one is your words reveal what's really in your heart. There's a connection between the condition of your heart and the content of your speech. Jesus says in Matthew 12:34, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you've ever wondered what's really in my heart, what kind of person am I really, just listen to yourself speak. Listen to not only the things you say in the presence of other people, but listen to what you say to yourself throughout the day. Listen to what you say or don't say in your communication with God. It can tell you everything you need to know about yourself. James 2.26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, 
this person's religion is worthless. Like James, or like Jesus, James points out the connection between the condition of your heart and the content of your speech. This is why listening to yourself oftentimes becomes a wake-up call. When you pay close attention to what's coming out of your mouth, you realize, wow, this is what's in my heart, this is who I am, I need to make some changes. Your words tell you about you, so get in the habit of listening to what you uh, say and how you say it. Here's the second reason you should do this, and that's because your words have the power to help you change. In the book of Romans, Paul talks about the connection between the condition of your heart and the content of your speech. He said in Romans 10.9, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. In Mark 11.23, Jesus again makes a connection between your heart and your words. He says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. So here's what I'm saying. It's not enough to just want things to get better in your life. It's not enough to just hope that things will get better in your life. You need to confirm with your words that you're ready to believe in your heart. You need to hear yourself speaking words of faith out loud. And you know why? Well, because as Romans 10:17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so in addition to filling your mind with uplifting and empowering content, like we talked about last week, you need to fill your speech with uplifting and empowering content. Well, you can't talk defeat all day and expect to experience victory. You can't complain all day and expect to be one who experiences joy. You can't be critical of every situation and expect to experience contentment. You can't give voice to every worry in the world and expect to experience God's peace. Friends, let me just put it very simply. Your words set the tone for your outlook each and every day, and they set the stage for what God can do next in your life. For this reason, it's important to pay close attention to what you say and how you say it. Now, in the time we have remaining, uh, I want us to take a look at three main areas of conversation. What we say to God, what we say to ourselves, and what we say to others. And I want to talk about how we can... We can uh, have a, a growth in our spiritual life by paying special attention to what we say and how we say it. So first of all, let's talk about your conversation with God. In other words, your prayer life. Some of you have heard me say again and again, in fact, I talked about it during the first message of this series, that you have the freedom to be gut-level honest in God's presence. You can tell Him exactly what's on your mind and what's in your heart. No holds barred. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that he not only permits you to be gut-level honest with him, he demands it. He doesn't want your prayer life to be built on pretense, where you just repeat a series of religious phrases that you don't really mean. Instead, he wants, I think he even insists that you become completely transparent with him. As King David said in Psalm 142.1, I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. Now, you won't get struck by lightning if you tell God what you really think or what you really feel or what you really fear. So don't hold back. Pour it all out. Don't, but don't stop there. As you pour out your heart, speaking your fear and your frustration, speak also about your faith, faltering though it might be. Speak to him about your desire to trust in him, even if your trust seems limited. <clears throat> speak about your gratitude for all he's done for you in the past. 
you can be transparent with God in expressing the ugly side of what's in your heart. But also remember to give voice to that part of your heart which is leaning toward faith. I mean, you could say something like, God, I'm, I'm more discouraged and frustrated than I've ever been, more heartbroken than I've ever been. Sometimes I feel like you don't care. But there's also a part of me that knows you do. There's a part of me that dares to believe. Even though my emotions are out of control, even though sometimes I feel completely fed up with it all, I know that my Redeemer lives, and I choose to trust you. Now, that's exactly <clears throat> what David would do. He'd pour out his complaint, as we see in Psalm 142. And when he reaffirmed his faith uh, a few verses later, he said, Yet you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. So pay attention to your prayer life and make the intentional choice to lay before God all the hurt that is in your heart and make the intentional choice to speak all the hope that is in your heart as well. Second, let's consider your conversation with yourself. Now, we were taught growing up that people who talk to themselves are a little bit crazy, but today that is exactly what I'm encouraging you to do. I'm encouraging you to make it a point to speak out loud the words of faith every day. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So can you imagine what will happen if you hear yourself speaking God's word and God's truth throughout the day? Your faith is going to increase. I mean, I think about just waking up in the morning and actually saying out loud, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I want you to listen to what Joshua says in the first chapter, the eighth verse. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and seek, succeed in whatever you do. Now imagine that. The more you speak the word of God, the more you grow spiritually. You may not always be able to control your emotions, and sometimes your thoughts may run absolutely wild, but you can take charge of what you say. You can choose to speak the word of God into each and every situation. That's why I think it's so important to memorize Scripture. And I know many of you are already thinking, well, I can't really memorize Scripture, but then think about how many recipes you've memorized, or batting averages, or phone numbers, or email addresses, or whatever. King David, again, Psalm 119.11, says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. See, in my experience, I can tell you that when I speak Scripture to myself throughout the day, I experience God's presence and His power. And so throughout the day, I remind myself of things like this. Uh, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's Philippians 4.13. Or how about 1 Corinthians 10.13? No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. With the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you may be able to endure it. Or how about this familiar one, Matthew 11:28? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Or how about one more, 1 Corinthians 15:58? Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I don't know about you, friends, but as I speak the word throughout the day, it strengthens me. But I'm also talking about more than quoting scripture. I'm talking about speaking the empowering truth through the day. I mean, for example, reminding yourself, I know that God will get me through this. Or I know that God has a solution for this problem. I know that God is guiding me every step of the day and away and on and on see speaking these words out loud serves as sort of a counterattack to what your emotions or your thoughts may be telling you 
or what the devil might be telling you, and even what some of your so-called friends might be telling you. So instead of listening to the voices of doubt, speak the word of faith. To create that increase in your spiritual life, pay attention to what you say when you're alone, and make the intentional choice to speak God's empowering truth out loud to yourself every day. And third, let's consider your conversation with others. Now, I have preached any number of times on the impact that your words have on others and how we should strive to build up and encourage with our words. This is something we should always be mindful of, but today I want you to think about how the words you speak to others impact your own spiritual well-being. I mean, after all, your words have an effect on you as well as other people. Paying attention to your conversation with others begins not with what you say as much as it begins with what you don't say. As Solomon said in Proverbs 13.3, the one who guards his mouth protects his life. He also says in Proverbs 29.11, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Earlier I said that pouring out your complaint to God is a good thing to do. However, with people, it's not necessarily a good thing to do. They don't need to hear your complaints, especially if they're not part of the solution. And I would even add if they're not a particularly godly person. I mean, creating an uplifting spiritual environment for yourself means that you speak only to God those things that only God should hear. That means you can pour out your complaint to him, but not to others. I can remember a, a member of a church many years ago who always kind of kept herself in a state of panic, almost all the time, simply because she wanted to talk on and on and on and on about her problems with everyone. She talked to people who couldn't do anything to help her other than listen, and the result is that it it kept her troubles front and center in her life all day, every day. That might do her well to change the subject every now and then and talk about something uplifting. Now, I know sometimes you do need to talk, but you need to pay attention to how you do it. In fact, <clears throat> when you need to talk to someone about the negative stuff going on in your life, here are a couple of ways you can go about it. First of all, talk with the intent of getting godly spiritual advice with the intent of taking action on the advice you receive. The lady I talked to before, she would talk and talk and talk, and when I gave her some advice, she would just say, well, I don't know, I don't think I can do it. See, there's nothing empowering about pouring out your problems unless you're ready to get serious about finding an answer. If you need to talk to someone, talk to someone who can speak wisdom, godly wisdom into your life and be ready to put it into practice. Another thing to think about is to talk about the solution you're pursuing more than you talk about the problem you're facing. I recall an elder in a former church who was up against some pretty serious health issues, cancer. But here's what I noticed. When I'd say something like, Ed, how's it going? Instead of telling me about the pain in his life, he'd tell me about the changes he's making, that he's on a different diet, he's increased some physical activity, or... He's given up this bad habit, or he's working on that bad habit, and, and on and on. His conversation was always about the solution and not about the problem. And when it was time to leave, he'd, he'd always say to me, Pastor, every time I talk to you, I feel better. <laughs> I thought, what a coincidence. I'll guarantee you it's nothing that I said. It was his own words that were making him feel better. Solomon said in Proverbs 16:24, Gracious words are like a honeycomb sweet to the soul and health to the body. The power of gracious words is that they not only strengthen those who hear them, but they also strengthen those who speak them. If you want to create an increase in your spiritual life, then pay attention 
to the words you speak to others. Talk about the solution more than you talk about the problem. Now, you need to pay attention to what you say because there's an undeniable connection between the condition of your heart and the content of your speech. When your conversation is filled with negative, critical, and destructive statements, that's a wake-up call. There are some things in your heart that you need to change. And one of the ways we bring about change is to speak out loud the truth of God's word. You do this in your spiritual life. Pour out your, in your, in your prayer life, I mean, pour out your concerns and your complaints and your fears and your frustrations and your anger and your disappointment and every hurtful and every hateful thing you've struggled with. Pour it out to God, but don't stop there. Reaffirm your faith in him. Ask him for his help. Remind yourself of all the times he has helped you in the past. Speak the word of faith in your prayers. And you also do this in the words that you speak to yourself. Make it a point to repeat the words of Scripture and reaffirm biblical principles out loud throughout the day. And you also do this in the words that you speak to others. Make sure that you say only what is appropriate to say in their presence. Save your complaints for the prayer closet. When talking to others, speak gracious words that are focused on the solution, not the problem. When you do this, your spiritual life becomes focused on increase rather than decrease. It becomes focused on growth rather than decline. Friends, I'll say it again. Your words have power. They set the tone for your day and set the stage for what God can do next in your life. As Jesus said, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. So pay attention to what you say and how you say it. Speak always the empowering truth of God's word. We'll talk to you next week.